Hallelujah. Glory to God. The month of February. Wow. See how the very first month in the year 2023 has quickly gone like that. I tell you, this new month is going to be filled with miracles and breakthroughs for you. In the name of Jesus. And so the word of the Lord came unto me concerning the month of February. And you know what this word is. <laughs> and that's how you need to begin to see yourself the way God is seeing you this year. It's, it's when the word of the Lord comes to a local assembly, that's the word for the now. That's your new status. That's your new status. It doesn't matter what your friend is going through. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Now, if God is saying this is who you are, then you believe it. You believe it. You believe it. It may look like you don't have what it takes to be it. No. <laughs> you have what it takes to be it. God will never say that you are what you cannot become. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Acts 10.38. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed because God was with him. Let's stand tonight for the word of the month. The month of February. Remember the word of the Lord for the year is that we are what? Saviors. It's the imagines of saviors. In other words, you are imagining and you are taking up your status as a savior. You are no longer a victim. You are no longer a victim. You are a victor. Glory to God. You are no longer the one that is bound by the devil. The one that is bound by the devil, you are the delivered. And then, so you give, you minister deliverance to others. The month of February in the year 2023 shall be for us the month of providing solutions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say, it's my month of providing solutions. It's my month of providing solutions. In the name of Jesus, everywhere I go, I provide solutions. I am a solution provider. I'm a solution provider. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, be seated. <laughs> so it's beautiful when God says that you are a solution provider. It means you have what it takes. It means people need you. It means you are the light of the world. It means you are the salt of the world. It means you are an asset to this world. You are not a liability to this world. You are an asset to this world. That's what it means. And so we see 
that the Lord Jesus Christ in Acts 10 38, as the Bible summarized the ministry of Jesus and then summarized the mindset of Jesus, the way Jesus Christ operated here on earth. It says, how God anointed. There must be an anointing first. There must be an anointing. There must be an ordination from the Lord. There must be a calling from the Lord. So no man take this honor unto himself except him that is called, even as, as Aaron was called. So there must be the calling of God, the ordination of God. And it's amazing that God has called us. Everyone that God has called unto himself. Everyone that is born again, he has called unto himself. And he has ordained every one of us to go out there and do what? Produce fruit. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, I am called of God. And ordained of God. To bear much fruit in the name of Jesus. I want you to pray that. I want you to declare it and turn into prayer in the name of Jesus. Declare concerning yourself. Declare concerning yourself. Yes, I am ordained. I am called and ordained of God in the name of Jesus to bear fruit. Hallelujah. To bear fruit. To bear much fruit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Roska in the name of Jesus. I am the called of God. I am the ordained of the Lord. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I am the called of God. I am the called of God in the name of Jesus. Brekado Iglanahando Sikitia. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mike in the Suderia da Galashanta. Zenderabakido Romanishata. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. John chapter 15, verse 16. John 15, verse 16. It says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you shall go forward and do what? Bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And that whatsoever you shall ask of the Lord, of the Father, in my name, he may give it to you. So you can see, he said, you have not chosen me. I'm the one that chose you. And I'm the one that called you and ordained you. 
Now, ordination here is talking about the anointing of God upon your life. So every one of us say, you have the oxen from the Holy One. You have the oxen from the Holy One. So you have been called of God. So how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So there must be that anointing. And you must see it. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. You can see that. Come on, say, I'm anointed. anointed. Say, I'm anointed. anointed. So there must be that anointing. And then you don't joke with the anointing. You must know that you have been anointed of God. You don't look at your circumstances, your situation to determine whether you are anointed of God or not. Because things are not working, it's not a reflection of whether you are anointed or not. <laughs> After all, David was anointed as the king of Israel. And yet, it took 14 years for him to actually assume his status. 13 years. After being anointed... He was running in the wilderness, running from one wilderness to another wilderness, yet anointed of the Lord. In fact, as an anointed of the Lord, they almost killed him. He almost died. They were going to stone him. Some things were not working for him. <laughs> yet he was anointed. And yet he was the one, as far as God was concerned, that was the king of Israel. Why? Because Saul had been rejected. He said, I've rejected him. I've rejected him. On two occasions, he had the opportunity to kill Saul. And yet he didn't. Because he had an understanding. He had an understanding. I mean, Saul was after him. Saul was going after him to kill him. Saul has declared him as an enemy. Saul was ready to kill him many, many times. And yet, David had the opportunity. And that's how you need to be careful. The people around David said, see, God has, they even said it was God, that God has given you, has given you your enemy. He said, you are not the one that, let me, let me kill him. Yeah, David said, no. That's not how we're going to get there. No. No, 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 no. We don't get there in strife. <laughs> we don't get there in retaliation. No, 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 no. Why? Because he understood why the anointing. Why was he anointed? He was not anointed to destroy. He was not anointed to destroy people. He was anointed to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. So he understood the purpose of the anointing. He knew he was not anointed to gossip. He, was, he knew he was not anointed to cause trouble. He knew it. 
He knew he was not anointed to bring people down. That's not his job. That's not the reason for the anointing. His anointing is meant to lift people. So he knew it. And he knew killing Saul was not lifting Saul. And do you know what? He still referred to Saul as the anointed one. You know why? Because he knew that the calling of God are without repentance. He knew even though God had rejected him, the call of God was still upon Saul. He's still the anointed of the Lord. Rejected yet the anointed of the Lord. And that's why you need to go and read his tribute when Saul died. So that you can see his perception of Saul. Hallelujah. When you understand the purpose of the anointing upon your life, when you understand the mandate of God upon your life, there are certain things you will never do, no matter what people do to you. Certainly, you will never do them, no matter what people do to you. <laughs> because you know the purpose of the anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know the purpose. You know the reason the anointing of God is upon your life. You know that the anointing of God upon your life is not to bring men down, but to lift them up. And then you can see, you just look at it. Look at it. We are going to look at these two scriptures, Acts 10 38, and then we see the purpose of the anointing there. And then Luke chapter 4, you see the purpose of the anointing. And then you tell me if in any of them, there's a, the, one of the, the, the purpose of the anointing is to bring people down, to kill people and all of those things. So let's look at, go back to Acts 10, 38. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. Who went about doing Good. Now, there are two things. We will come to that maybe in the series. Uh, tonight, we won't, but, but just take note. You see, the Bible says that he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and what? With power. You see now, being anointed with the Holy Spirit is not the same thing as being anointed with power. The Bible says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. The receiving of power is different from being anointed with power. They're they not the same thing. They're not the same. You receive power. Power is on the inside of you. But when you're anointed with power, it is flowing like oil from your head from your head so there's a flow of that power from Jesus who is the head of the church there's a connection that draws the manifestation of that power 
So that's what the, the, the anointing with power does. It causes power to be available in this realm. It is not just inside of you. It causes power to flow. So that's why, see, we all got anointed when we got born again and then we received the Holy Ghost during the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then we received power when we received the Holy Ghost. And then at that point, we're given the instruments to cause these power and the Holy Ghost that we have received, not just to be resident on the inside of us, but to come out and manifest the kingdom of God here in the realm of the physical. But you know what many of us did is we, we just went and we're so glad and happy about, you know, the receiving of the Holy Spirit. And then we didn't look at, okay, how would the Spirit of God begin to flow through us? Now, we'll discuss this later. Just for us to take note of that. Okay, okay, so, so he said, who went about doing good, right? Or did he say, who went about doing bad, bringing people down? Is that what the Bible says here? So we see the first thing is that the purpose of the anointing is to do what? Do good. To do good. That's the purpose of the anointing. Number one is to do good. To do good. And thank God that good is, is not something that uh, um, even a child does not understand. Good. When you see something that is good, even without being born again, you can say this one is good. You can say this one is not good. Are you with me? So you can, you can always look at something and you can classify it as good or as bad. So the first thing, the first purpose of the anointing is what? To do good. Then the second purpose of the anointing. He said... And healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So, so the second purpose of the anointing is destroying the works of the devil. Destroying the works of the devil. Or undoing the works of the devil. Undoing the works of the devil. That's the second purpose. And those are the two classifications of the purpose of the anointing. The reason for the anointing is to do good and to destroy the works of the devil. So when we begin to see ourselves as solution providers, because that's the emphasis tonight, that we are solution providers. So what does it mean to say we are solution providers? So we see that the solutions we are going to be providing are in these two categories, to do good and to destroy the works of the devil. To do good and to destroy the works of the devil. See, and that is why natural people, when they say they are solution providers, 
you discover that the only thing, when you see a company, and then they say they are solution providers, you know, um, at some point in the IT, inform in the IT industry, uh, a few years ago, you know, that word solution provider, solution provider was, was just common everywhere, everywhere solution provider. You always, I mean, it's something good to say, I'm a solution provider. And then when all these people come and then the solution provider, you will discover that the only, out of these two categories, that the only thing they could do, the only category they could fit into is the category of what? Doing good. There's no, have you ever met a company that says, I'm a solution provider, we deal with the devil. Have you met anyone? <laughs> you can see. And that is the advantage that we have as believers. <laughs> Glory to God. That's the advantage we have. And that's why at times it looks like, oh, there are some unbelievers that can do some of the things that you do. Because, I mean, they, they also provide, they have come to provide good. <laughs> They may not be able to provide some level of good because when you come to good again, there are different levels of good. There are levels they cannot, they can't provide because they are supernatural goods. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 4 verse 18, let's look at, you will discover that all of the purposes of the anointing mentioned here, you will see that they fit in into these two categories. So, and the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. So he went on. Why the anointing? The purpose of the anointing. One, to preach the gospel to the poor. That's what you must understand what the Bible says. The gospel, what does the gospel mean? What does it mean? It means good news. He didn't say bad news. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, the word of God, it's, 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 so, uh, it's so perfect that God is so concerned about the words that he, use, he, he uses to reveal his purpose to us. To preach what? Good news. It's very specific. The kind of gospel that we preach. He said, is the gospel of good news. That's why when you are rebuking, 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 if you are not rebuking to the point that this person will be aligned into doing good, then that's not the gospel. If you are rebuking to the point to, you are rebuking to the end that the person will be condemned. That's not the gospel. Hallelujah. But if you are rebuking to the end that the person will be liberated, that's the gospel. That's whenever you get in this tonight. So, is that to preach what? The good news to the poor. So, uh, which category are you going to put this now? Is what? 
Category A. Right? Good. He said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What category is that? Got category B. Because somebody has broken the heart of this person. <laughs> and who is that person? The devil. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. Then he said, to preach deliverance to the captives. Category what? Category B. Ah, you guys, you are a good student. Mm-hmm. And recovering of sight to the blind. Category what? B. And to set at liberty them that are bruised. Category B. Category B. Eh? <laughs> Verse 19. He said, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Category A. Can you see that? Can you see that? That's why, see, so we know, we know the purpose of the anointing of God upon, our, upon us, right? So number one, you know you're anointed of God, ordained of God, right? To do good and to destroy the works of the devil. To do good and to destroy the works of the devil. And we know that unbelievers do not have the power to destroy the works of the devil. They can do good, but they can't destroy the works of the devil. But we have that power. Because we've been ordained, anointed of God for this. So and that's why when you see doctors doing good in the life of the sick people, if it's a demonic thing, they, will, they, are, they can't chase the demon out. But they can, they can help reduce the symptoms caused by the devil. Can you see the difference? So they, they will not be able to address the root cause. But when you get there as a believer, you may not be able to quickly paint the physical. But you can address the root cause. And at time when you address the root cause, instantly, the physical automatically is addressed. At other times, you address the root cause, the devil gets out, and yet the physical takes a little bit of time to manifest. Hallelujah. So tonight, let, let, let's settle down with doing good, and let's see some scriptures very quickly, and then we take the communion. So you, you need to be very fast with these scriptures. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. He said, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto what? Unto good what? Which God has before ordained, that we should walk in them. So our ordination is unto what? Good works. We have been programmed. There is a programming that is operational in our lives. That See, when we align with that programming in our lives, we begin to walk in that programming. We have been programmed to do good works. Don't say I've been programmed. 
ordained to do good works. He said, all I need to do is to walk in them. So, how does that work? It is like an operating system, an OS. There's a way a particular OS works. You can't just come and say, let's say you are using Android OS. And then you say, OS is OS. And then you're a programmer. You just go and program something that will only work on Apple. And then you now say, let's bring it to Android. It will not work. It's not going to work. That's why you must understand your operating system. That's why, some, because some people have not aligned, they have not been able to build their app. Because once you build the app and it works fine, you have tested all the bugs, deal with all the bugs and all of those things. You put it on the, on the operating system, it just works. So, but at times, people are trying to get it, get it, get it, get it, and then they go and put it on the operating system, they don't test the bugs, and then you see some part will work, some part won't work. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, he said, see, he said, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus on the good works, which God has ordained before that we should walk in them. Second Corinthians 9, 8, he said, God is able, God said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always have in all sufficiency in all things may abound unto what? Every good work. Come on. So I'm born to do good. I am not born to do bad things. That's not my destiny. My destiny is to do good things. So that's why when you begin to see yourself trying to do bad things, you start and say, no, no, that, this is not me. This is not my destiny. I refuse it. I refuse it. I must align with my destiny. I'm born to do good things. Titus chapter 3 verse 8. Titus 3 8. So this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm con constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to do what? To maintain good works. He said, these things are good and profitable unto men. What is profitable unto men? Good works. Good works are profitable unto men. They are not just profitable to believers alone. They are profitable unto all men. Who doesn't like good works? It's only the wicked that do not like good works. If everything is working in Nigeria, there's no corruption. You know, there are only a few people that will not like it. They corrupt people. There are some people, they, they don't want this country to, to work. They like corruption. Wicked souls. They like, they would do everything to fight anyone that is saying no corruption. 
Because, that's, because they are children of darkness, and that's where they thrive. They thrive in corruption. They thrive in corruption. He said, these things are good and profitable unto men. Verse 9, he said, but avoid foolish questions and genealogic contentions and striving about the law for they are unprofitable and vain. Avoid contention. Avoid fights. Avoid gossips. He said, they are not good for men. They are not good for you. He said they are unprofitable. They are vain. So it means there are things very specific. The fruit of the spirit. Those are the things we minister to people. Look at Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. We can close with these and then on Sunday, we can, you know, pick it up from here. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. So let your speech be always with what? Grace. Seasoned with salt. That you may know how ye ought to answer every man. So our, we can say, the starting point of our doing good is probably what we say to people. Before we start talking about even actions and all of that. He said, let the words that come out of your mouth be seasoned with salt. Let it be words of grace seasoned with salt. Be an encourager. Be a lifter. Don't be someone that will mar people, bring people down. And say, you're good for nothing. No. You're not the one that created him. So you, you have no right to even say that kind of a thing to that person. When you are say, telling someone that you're good for nothing, you know who you are you're actually abusing? Do you know who you're abusing? The, his creator. Her creator. You're abusing God. Not the father of that person. Not the mother of that person. You're abusing God that created that man. It's a good for nothing person. So, you know, you're not going to say that again. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Romans 12, 10. Let's close there. It said, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. It said, be kind. Be kind. Ah. Be kind to people. Address people. Let them, when they encounter you, let them be lifted up. Not that when they encounter you, they come rejoicing and then when they are going, they're going not happy. No, 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 no. When they encounter you, they, are, they, they come with all problems, but when they are going, they are going rejoicing. Hallelujah. Come on, say, that's me. Uh -huh. That when anybody encounters me, the person is lifted up. 
The person is excited again about life. The person is, is ready to take the world. Hallelujah. Come on, stand on your feet tonight. And talk to the Lord. I wanted to pray. That Lord, I know that you have called me, you have ordained me. Unto good work. I align myself with this ordination. In the name of Jesus. I begin to minister good work. On the people in Jesus name. Open your mouth and pray. Come and pray. I'm ordained and called. Unto good works. In the name of Jesus. That's my ordination. That's my ordination in the name of Jesus. That's my ordination in the name of Jesus. And I walk in them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. And now tonight, we have come to the table of the Lord, the communion table. And we have the body and the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Father, I will give you thanks. And said, Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. And behold, that's the body and the blood of Jesus. The pastors and the ministers are going to serve you and then you receive the body and the blood of Jesus and you hold on until everyone has received. And while we are where they are serving us, we're going to be declaring words right now concerning said the body and the blood of Jesus that I'm going to receive right now in the name. I want us to pray while we are receiving it that I'm going to, I mean this is going to be walking wonders in my, in my body, in my heart, in the name of Jesus and I'm going forward. That's, I want us to pray. We're not singing. I want us to pray. Hallelujah. Now begin to pray, and then please let's go ahead. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. This, this body is working out great things in my life in the name of Jesus. 
it's, it's causing me to go forth and do good. It's causing me to go forth and do good. I'm energized by the power in the blood. I'm energized by the power in the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bekadosada, Ibrokalishata, Mengledosa, Breketekenamanika, Dikada, Brinohonda Zubregadia, Ipakataranda, Leketuko Brigadia, Manda Hantu Sobagadia, Brenehenda, Brokedi and Ekolos Ketigabadia, Naramanishanda, Mikledo Supreketiaba. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Mendrahakadishanda Rikete. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, your body, your body, your blood, your blood is energizing me right now to go out there and do good. I am a solution provider, I'm a miracle worker. I'm a healer in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Glenn Hendra Ketuzanamanandrike Tokopagadia, Zinikitikitika Pakatia Baragadia, Zineba Iglodabakitia, Rapakatia de Bonocuskedia, Librahanda Gadia, Zeman Hendra Ketusa, Breketedere, Ruskedabadi Shatakapalia. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. <clears throat> now, please hold the body of Christ with your right hand and say, This is the body of Christ that was broken for me. And by faith, I eat. Please break it. Please hold the cup with your right hand and say, this is the blood of Jesus that was shed for me. And by faith, I drink. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your blood. It's walking wonders in my life. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise forever. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. <clears throat> 